Hello and welcome to Crosstalk with your hosts, Martha Lee and Anna May, a podcast dedicated to encouraging and pointing people to Christ, to provoke you to find your calling in the Lord. Brought to you by Cornerstone Ministries New Life Church. So join us on a journey to reaching the world for Christ, starting in our own backyard. So sit back, we hope you enjoy the podcast, and we pray it encourages and blesses you. Well, welcome to Crosstalk. Thank you for coming, Tom, and taking time to do this. We appreciate it. And today we're going to have Uncle Bill hit you with some questions, and I'll jump in and help him. Ready to go. Ready to go. You take it away, Uncle Bill. Okay, Tom. We're going to ask you the first question. Where and when did you get saved? And who brought you to the decision of accepting Jesus Christ as Savior? Okay, and I got saved in 1978. It was right after the Houston. uh, I was in Houston the fall of 77, and we left and went to Miami. And I never got saved in Houston like most of you did. But we went back, went to Miami, then we went back to Oklahoma City. And what brought me to the Lord was Jeanette and George uh, was there. And they had both been saved. And George came up to me and was talking to me. He said, "Uh, have you ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I said, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I heard about the Houston thing, and I thought it was a bunch of bams, to be honest with you. (laughs) Amen. But anyway, he said, well, here's what to do. Go to this, go to a little church over here and listen to the message. So we went. It was me, God bless my mother, God bless my brother Charlie, Jean, Janet, and Marianne. We all went together the same night, and Dad uh, never went. So it was on a it was on a, a Wednesday night in April of 1978, in the Evangel Temple Assembly of God. Billy Rayford was the pastor, and the man when he was preaching, he looked at me, and I just it was like he was talking to me. You know, he was talking to my to my what I needed to hear. Amen. And and he said, "Have anyone?" ever heard or not received Jesus Christ for the Lord and Savior. And I said, well, man, it's definitely talking to me now. So next thing is, we're all down there. Me, all my family, we're all receiving, we all received the Lord the same night. Amen. Except for, Amen. Except for Dad. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was always the, a holdout. <laughs> he, was the, he was the holdout. And what happened was, when we went back the following Sunday, he never came in the following Sunday. The Sunday night we were getting baptized, water baptized. And he came the night we got water baptized and he gave himself to the Amen. Lord. Amen. That was beautiful. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. That was. So that was the start, the kickoff for you with the Lord. That was the kickoff. And then what went on from there? Well, I feel that that night the Lord put a call on my life. I really do. Uh, Mary Amen. Warren was at the camp. Um, or the, she wasn't on the camp, she was in the town. She was going through yeah. Raymond Bible College. At the Amen. Time. Yeah. And I felt that I was going to be a minister. I really did. You know, called me to be a minister. And, and we left there and we got involved in churches, like country churches, you know, it was everywhere Amen. we went. But it was more working in churches, leadership, 
uh, positions in churches, ushering, things like that. And uh, in 1993, or 92, was it 92 or 3, Martha? What? When we went to Mexico. Yeah, 92, I think. 92. Uh, we went to Mexico. Uh, we were at that point. We were ordained by another ministry. Uh, Amen. Mike and Darcy, uh -huh. and uh, that's a whole other experience. We can talk about that. Too. Is that when you built the church on there? It was, and it was one of those things that uh, you hear about it a lot, uh, but. To hear about it and experience it's two different things. Oh, amen, amen. Our families thought we were crazy. They called us Mormons and all, all kinds of things, you know, um, because we spent the 10 days down there, almost two weeks. And we were stopped in the middle of the freeway, about 100 miles in interior of Mexico. My Tommy was a baby at the time by the Federales from machine guns. <laughs> and all of the lumber and the stuff that was going to be used to build the church down there was all short. They took it. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they pilfered through it. They, we got some of it back, but uh, they didn't take it. That was on a semi-truck that went down there. Mm -hmm. uh, but this seeing the love that the people showed us down there, uh, it just, I can't put it into words, you know, and it just, we went back the following year, just really, it really, Change my perception of what we are to do as Christians. Yeah. Shows you what love can do, how it can change Amen. your whole life Amen. when you see the real thing. Mm -hmm. Praise God, though. Okay, number two. Who was the first person's person that you witnessed to and brought to the Lord? Well, first person. I witnessed a lot of people, talked to them about Jesus. Amen. But, you know, as you, I'm sure, Bill, and our enemy, uh, Martha, we've all witnessed to someone sometime, and I can't put faces and names to everyone. Right, no. But the one that came back to me and told me was Tall George. From the Lindsay That's Church. right. He told me that, yeah. He just all told the, me that last uh, today. Yeah. Uh, all, the, all the youth was in there. All your nieces and nephews uh, was in there. Half the, half the young people that you see, we're in there, and in them classes, you know. And I never would have been in there if it wasn't for your Esther. I went by to go, I think I was going to, to the bathroom, and she was being overwhelmed with with the kids. They were mobbing her, to be honest with you. Our little sweethearts. And, and I, talked to the, I talked to the guys about it, and I said, well, what do you think about having a man back there? We'll get back and do it. You know, that's what I was told to do. So, yeah, you did. Well, and I did. And what I did was when I went back, I set it up in a classroom set like they do here. Uh, and I had one of the ushers in there. So when the kids got out of hand, rather than argue and fight with them, I would have them take them back into their, their parents, you know. Mm -hmm. So Proverbs 22 6 says, Train up a child on the way he'll go. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. And I just, you know, I. That's Amen. the people that I remember. Praise God. I mean, I I let a lot of people in the Lord downtown, and you know, I just can't. Put but it's encouraging to see the fruit of well, what you did there. Well, someone yes. coming back and telling me that. Yeah. Yes, I, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. To be and another thing, Tom. Most men, I hate to say this, anytime there's a children's church or nursery, it's mostly not all the time, but mostly women. And for a man to say, 
I'm going to do that job. There's no job too small for me. There's no job too hard for me. I'm willing to do whatever you'll open up for me, God. Look at the fruit of that. My nephew now is born again. He sings in church. He goes down. He's worked down at the outreach with you for many years when you did the outreach. What uh, That's talk about planting a seed that actually sprung forth and brought forth fruit. Uh, you know, the question, I'd like to come down to this one question. It's really important. Uh, as a father, a husband, how difficult do you think it is to raise children when you're a minister in the ministry? And how important is it to have your wife behind you in the ministry? Well, me and Bill's talked about this a lot. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. If it wasn't for my wife, Martha, I wouldn't probably be in the ministry. Amen. That's how important it is. Because God doesn't call one. He calls two. Amen. And... Whatever we've done together in ministry, we've done together. Yeah. Everything, everything that God's put on my heart, whether it be going to Mexico, going downtown, she was always there. You know what I mean? So uh, very, very important. And as far as the kids goes, it's hard on the kids. You know, it's in the long run, it's not. They're all born again. Amen. I mean like that, but. Uh, there's a lot of things they probably didn't get to do, but I'm sure they're happy where they're at right now. You know, yeah, yes. all my kids are born again. Believers, George and Martha is part of that living word and Alec and Jeanette. And, uh, and they went through that whole deal, the Bible college and everything. Yeah. Yep. Those George and Matilda. Praise God. Praise God. So Tom, what do you, is there anything you want to reflect on back in that 70s era, that 70s move to explain to the people that's under 50 that have no idea what we're talking about? Well, the 70s movement wasn't, and me and Martha was talking about this on the way back to church, uh, wasn't just among our people. Okay? No, it was everywhere. It was a movement everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was everywhere you went. I found it, you remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was people everywhere. Uh, and that's all they talked about. And you go to, the little towns, you see churches everywhere, parking lots were full, and uh, it was just a, a move of God like I'd never seen. And the 70s led to the 80s, which was a lot of our people starting up in ministry and churches and stuff like that, you know. So a very tremendous move that I'd love to see happening again amongst, not just our people, amongst this country, you know, the country we're in right Amen. now. Amen. Amen. Which leads us to that last question. What is your vision, vision. for our people? And if somebody wanted to get into the ministry or serve God, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, the advice I give is not to do what I did to start with. Uh, you well, know. You can expound on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, right. Uh, yeah, man, man. Getting off. Getting off course, taking your eye off the prize. Uh, to the young people, the young men and women, that when God calls you into the ministry, He'll equip you. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to say, Yes, Lord, I'll do that. Even though you can't see the end of what the process is, you know, there is a process you can go through. Salvation isn't just fire insurance. I talked about it Wednesday night. I Salvation to me, is being set aside, like Charlie talked about this morning, to be a part of the body of Christ, okay, to lead people. Everyone in this church has a job to do. Amen. Amen. If Amen. they truly know the Lord as their Lord and Savior, not just their, not just their fire insurance, 
if they want to make him Lord of their life, then God will use them. So my advice to young people is to seek out the Lord. And if you seek the Lord, and if he, let, if he tells you to do something, listen, do it. Because you're not going to go to point C without going to point B. Amen. And I tried to, I tried that for many, many years. Martha, I guess she's sitting right there. I, uh, she's shaking her head. Yes, this is my This is your story. <laughs> this is my story. I'm being honest. You, you know, you ask me, I'm telling you. you know, young people, there's a lot of young people that that are living in a lie right now. You know what I mean? That they they can tell you with their mouth that they're saved. But are they truly safe? This is my question. Yeah. I always say it's like no one right now, whoever the president is, we have Biden. We know him. I've seen his face. I recognize him. I've heard all about him, whether I like him or not. But I don't know him. I've never shook his hand. I've never went out for dinner. It's not personal with me. Knowing about Jesus and knowing him is two different things. Amen. Amen. You know, sitting with my grandson Noah one night for uh, reading the Bible, and Noah was maybe eight or nine year old, and I got to lead Noah to the Lord. Too. Hi, what a privilege! Oh, uh, all my kids, all my grandkids, they 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 all know they know Jesus is our Lord and Savior. You know, wonderful. Amen. And I couldn't ask for a better church. You know, Charlie and Annie for us, for me and Martha is like we're like brothers and sisters. We're all family because we been around each other our whole life, you know. And Bill, when we hit the church downtown, the outreach, uh, Bill and Martha, or Bill and Margaret was down there, and that little man, Rick Pena, and his wife, Martha, you know. And it was it was really hard to, without them being there, it was hard, you know what I mean? And at the end, we lost the building. It changed. Uh, the people are still all in church. I talk to them all the time. Uh, but we had a lot of blessings down there. Amen. Amen. A lot of miracles we've seen down there. You hear about the miracle of the blind man down there and the baby all the time. Mm -hmm. There's a miracle I'm going to tell you about that happened. Uh, and it happened on a Thursday night. A woman came in for prayer. Bill was there. And she came in. She was blind. Amen. The woman came back in the following. It was the following Sunday, I believe. And, or no, excuse me. It was like 10 days later. She came in. Didn't know her, didn't recognize her, and she came up with three roses and handed them to me for me and Bill and the man Rick, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, and I said, "What are these for?" And I and the reason the man Rick was there because he could interpret the, the Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And she said, "I walked in this church and I was blind, and you just prayed over me, and now I can see." Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the three roses, Bill will tell you, hanging in the office down there for years. Mm -hmm. uh, they're somewhere in our storage room right now because we don't have an office no more. <laughs> you remember even the wee woman, Tom, that couldn't lift her hands. I don't know what her name was down with a wee ha haircut. You know the woman, and Uncle Bill's asked her, prayed on her, and I prayed on her, you prayed on her, and one night she could lift her hands yeah. up. Do you remember that? It was a lot of – there was – a lot of miracles happened down there. Uh, a lot of people were set free, a lot of salvations. Uh, it's, it's a That's lot still of going on. They're in churches and they're doing stuff. Yeah, and yeah they're still going on. Mm -hmm. uh, the ministry the, the ministry is still going to go on, you know. Amen. Uh, but that was a seed that was planted. It was travelers that came in down there. 
uh, I didn't even know they heard about us. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, we get to talk 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 with them a lot. You know what I mean? Spend a lot of time late and, and counseling and things like that. But no, I as far as the young people go, you have to have an idea of what you want to do with your life. A lot of people want to be this or they want to be that. If God calls you into something, listen to the Lord. Amen. Don't listen to your heart. Listen to what God tells you. Because Amen. God's going to tell, tell you something completely different, you know? Amen. God says you perish without a vision. That's right. God gives you a vision of what you're going to accomplish through him for the other people to share his love. And that's what changes the people. And, and, and also, too, as far as the outreach ministry went, we did that afterwards, after we built the church in Mexico. We had a tent meeting, a big tent at Rosier and 7th Street, a big tent revival down there. And we used to go door to door with uh, the church down there, and we give up groceries and bread stuff, mm-hmm. witness to the people. I mean, that was nothing, nothing new to us. You know? We drive up and down that area down there, they call it the zone now, mm-hmm. me and old George Ford. Mm-hmm. And we would, 40, 50, 60 people a day give their life to the Lord. It was unbelievable. George at the end was doing drive-by water. I know, with the bottles yeah. of water. Yeah. 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 Like the scripture, we quote all the time, some plants, some water, but it's God give the increase. Yeah. But without a farmer, the ground wouldn't get tilled, That's or the seed wouldn't be planted, or there'd be no one to pour the water. God always uses willing people. But to be honest with you, I am not a perfect man. I've made mistakes my whole life, and I'll probably make more next week, you know. But Jesus Christ who dwells in me is perfect. I know that. Amen. The God that dwells in me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to be. Uh, I want to be a living sacrifice to God. I want people to see something in me that they can see that I'm not see in the world. You know? Amen. That's what it's about. Well, Amen. Anything else, Tom? You want to add? That I thank God for the church family that I have. I really do. Uh, we've, like I said, we've known each other for a long time. We we know each other all too well. You know, but Amen. but that's what makes it good. If I have a problem, no one can be on on, on their own. You know, okay. if I have a problem, I can call Charlie. I can call Bill. I can call multiple multiple pastors across the country. You Amen. Know I mean? Amen. Uh, Ham Parker. Uh, you know, there's men men of God everywhere that I can talk to, and they can understand who I am. You know. Because we are travelers, you know, even though we're no different than the homeless person on the street, we're travelers and we can relate to one another in our own problems, in our own way, you know. Well, that's what God raised us up for. I, I got saved in a country church and I thank God every day for it. I learned in a country church. I thank God every day for it. But we need like every culture out there. There's cultures. We need one where we, our people can sing. Our people can get together and feed the homeless. Our people can hand tracks out. Our people can do whatever. And not everything is on the stage. But this is, that's what we're about. Our church is about making an opportunity for our people. Amen. 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 It's a tremendous um, blessing to be a part of this body. 
and uh, what is a tremendous blessing to be call Jesus my Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 What he done for me, dying on the cross. And Bill said something to me one time, um, and it kind of stuck in my mind. For God so loved the world, John three sixteen, and He said the minister that led him to the Lord said, "Put your name in there." For God so loved Tom. Amen. If you think about it like that, you know it, it's more personal. You know, Amen. If there was no one else in this world, God still would have done what He done through His Son Jesus Christ for me. Amen. Amen. Well, Tom, appreciate you taking your time out, especially on a Sunday. Snap time. And it's hard, a toughie, and coming and blessing us. And we appreciate you and Martha and the church. You know that. And we are our family, all of us. And and just to let you know, Martha is a bigger part of the ministry than I am, I feel. She doesn't get enough. Just because I'm sitting staring them down right now. <laughs> no, a, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. She will make you meet Loaf tomorrow. The last, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know for the last 25 years what we've been through. You know, everyone's got a story, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into That's why I said we love and appreciate you and Martha because we do see what Martha does behind. I know Martha does a lot in the church. I see She likes to do the things that nobody can see. That's her specialty. Yes. We love and appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, Margaret, uh, she didn't yeah. tell nobody what she done. Amen. So we're going to close out. Amen. And so I guess we're going to wrap this up. So we have Martha, we have Tom, and I praise God. I got to water baptize Martha yep. and George and Jenny. Yep, yep. Praise God in the San Jacinto River. That's right. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Father, you, Jesus. we come to you. We thank you. We glorify yes, you. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is Lord. Amen. And, Father, for anyone that's listening out here, all this, the sacrifice on the cross and all the labor that's put in, to tell you about the love of the Father through Jesus Christ, to receive him in your heart and believe and confess Jesus as Lord in your life. And you'll be a new creation. He'll come into you and he'll change and most beautifulest, wonderfulest things in your life will come to pass through Jesus Christ. We love you. And that's the reason Tom and Martha and me Myself is here in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless. Well, that's our podcast for this week. We hope you enjoyed it and was encouraged. Please follow us on Spotify for new episodes every week. If you download the Spotify app, which is free, it makes it much easier to find us. We'll be posting the link each week on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may you grow in His Word and Spirit. God bless.